The Lord be with you. Thanks for joining us for another week of home worship. We're continuing to make our way through the Psalms and to meditate and dwell in them. The book of Psalms are the prayer book of God's faithful ones and have been for thousands of years. As we enter into these words, we not only enter more deeply into prayer, but enter more deeply into God's presence and God's will. I hope that you've been taking the journey with us and really setting aside time to meditate on these words. They're important not just for what they tell us about God, but for how God meets us in them and sets to work on our hearts. Our psalm for this week has been Psalm 116. And before we turn to hear those words, I want to invite you to pray with me. Lord, it's in your light that we see light. It's in your truth that we find freedom. And it's in your way that we find peace. So come and shine on us by your Holy Spirit, that as we take up these prayers that you have given to us, we may find you in every corner of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Do whatever you need to, to listen well to these words from the book we love. I love the Lord because he heard my voice and my cries for mercy because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, I pray, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord protects the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O oh my soul, to your rest. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I kept my faith even when I said I'm greatly afflicted. I said in my consternation, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant, the child of your servant girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Psalm 116 is a psalm of thanksgiving. 
It's a little different from the other psalms we've been looking at. Those have been psalms of lament and psalms of trust. Those are prayers that are offered up from the midst of the valley when we are in need of help, in the midst of the crisis, crying out to God, believing that God will hear us and answer. But this is different. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. It's a prayer offered from the other side, looking back on that moment when we were in such dire need and celebrating and giving thanks and praising God that God did, in fact, hear our cries and answer us. We don't know the exact setting of this psalm, but we can tell quite easily that the one who prayed it was in some dire circumstances. Look at those first couple verses, starting at verse 3. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, save my life. Death has grabbed hold of their ankles and is dragging them down. Death in the Psalms is sometimes used in a metaphorical sense. Anything that threatens to destroy or deplete life, anything that would diminish or dehumanize it, is in the realm of death and Sheol. And the psalmist is familiar with that landscape and knows it well. And so, as they are brought low, from the very bottom, they cry out, Lord, save my life. And God hears them. You've delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. You have rescued me. You have come and been faithful. And so the psalmist wonders aloud, what can I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? How can I ever repay the Lord for saving me? What could I give back for what God has done for me? What could I possibly give to the one who's given me everything? And so they return to the Lord the only thing any of us can, our praise. They offer the sacrifice of praise. They give thanks to God. They walk before God all the days of their life. In gratitude, they give God everything. This is a psalm of thanksgiving. And as we think about this psalm and enter in to pray it together this morning, there's two things that I want to share with you that the Spirit has been saying to me all week as I've dwelled in these words. The first one is is right at the beginning. I love the Lord. The first verse grabbed hold of me last week and hasn't let go. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my cries for mercy. I love the Lord. I don't often enough say that that clearly and that plainly. I love the Lord. We don't often enough use that language. I love the Lord. Faith can sometimes get too abstract. It can on occasion become too intellectual. It can become too practical. Now, there's not necessarily anything wrong with either of those. 
We are called to love the Lord with all our mind and all our strength, but we are called first to love the Lord with all of our hearts. At its core, our faith and our following God isn't about doctrine or propositions. It's about love. I don't like to divorce those things from each other, but Paul himself says, without love, it's all a waste of time. I love the Lord. Do you love the Lord? When's the last time you said it? When's the last time you sang it or shouted it? I love the Lord. And why? Because he's heard my voice and my cries for mercy. Because he's heard me and has drawn near. Because God has wooed us with his grace and his mercy. He's drawn us in and stolen our hearts. I love the Lord. We don't follow Jesus out of fear, fear of eternal damnation, fear of retribution. We don't follow Jesus because someone has offered to us the perfect philosophical argument for the existence of God. We follow because we love him. Fear and reason only get you so far, but love, love conquers all. Love never fails, Paul says. At the core of our faith, pumping lifeblood into its veins is love. I love the Lord. Do you? That's the first word that I have for you this morning, that reminder, don't lose your first love. The second thing that I want to talk about is, is where this psalm takes place. This is actually something that came out of our Psalms Bible study on Wednesday morning, which all of you are invited to. It's on Zoom. Even if you don't live around here, you can pop in. That's the wonderful thing about doing it online. One of you noticed that there's a line that gets repeated in this psalm. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. It's verse 14, and it's identically repeated in verse 18. That the thanksgiving offered happens within community. And you wondered about how that setting might be important. See, the gratitude offered back to God for all God has done is paid back in the presence of all his people. It's not done alone. It's not done off by yourself. It's actually here done in Jerusalem, in the temple courts, as the psalmist comes to offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving, to raise up the drink offering, to proclaim for all the faithful ones of God to hear how God has been at work in their life saving them. And all of that happens in community. It's not a solitary action. It's an individual giving thanks, but it's done in community. And I think it's so important to notice that. Because on the one side, it seems to be that there's something about faithful praise to God that it must be done in community and not isolation. Gathering to praise and thanks God happens best when it happens together as part of the whole people of God. And I think that's so because God doesn't save individuals. 
God doesn't save single people. God saves us into a new family, into a new community. And in that new adoptive family, we have the body of Christ. We are called to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Which means what happens to you affects the rest of the body. What you're going through impacts the rest of us as well. And when we gather to give thanks, if we don't do it with the whole body gathered together, something important is missing. But it's important on the other side too. There's something important for the rest of the body when you come into our gathering and offer your thanksgiving to God for all God has done for you. It invites us in. It calls us deeper in. It calls forth thanksgiving from us too. It invites us to consider how God may have been at work in our lives. It encourages us that no matter what we're facing, God will hear our prayers too and be faithful to us. When you give witness to how God has saved you, it grows my faith. It grows my gratitude. It encourages me. This thanksgiving happens in the presence of all God's people, and that's exactly where it's supposed to happen. Now, because the the purpose of this series on the Psalms isn't just to talk about the Psalms, isn't just to learn about the Psalms, but is actually to take them up and pray them, I want to take a minute to do just this. I want to share together some stories of thanksgiving for how God has been faithful to us, of how God has been showing up in our very midst while death entangled and Sheol laid hold of us and enable us to give thanks to God together. So check out these stories with me. Psalms 116. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my cries for mercy. When my marriage fell apart, I cried out many times to the Lord. He knew my voice, he knew my pain and my sufferings. He was patient with me and he showed me the path of forgiveness. Because of his great mercy, I have found peace. Psalm 116 verse 15 reads, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. On 9-11, I was fighting my way through a debris field uh, where the plane had hit the tower. And when we got through that, we were walking down a few more stairs. And coming up the stairs toward me was a co-worker of mine, Jose Marrero. And I said to him, Jose, where are you going? Are you going up the stairs? He said, well, I can hear people up above on the walkie-talkie. I'm going up to help them. I said, well, no, come on with us. No, no, I'm going up to help others. And Jose passed us. He went up the stairs and was never seen again. He died that day. One week later, I had the most powerful dream experience I've ever had. Jose Marrero came to me at the foot of my bed in the middle of the night And I awoke and I stared at him and he gave me this radiant smile. Didn't say anything to me, but he gave me this assurance that 
Everything was fine, nothing to worry about. And ever since that moment, I've been able to talk about my 9-11 experience, and I know that beyond this mortal life, there is more. I know that Jose is precious in the sight of the Lord, and he has given me hope for the future. Psalm 116, verse 5, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. December 20, 1990, Gregory got sick so quickly, he changed from a happy child to a child in a coma within 24 hours. He was in the hospital again in 2004 due to major psychotic issues, both times close to death, with many years of recovery. When I prayed and said we needed help, God sent family, friends, and doctors to help us. Many people prayed. God has blessed us with Gregory, a man with a loving heart that touches those who are with him. Psalm 116 says, When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. In my darkest steps after a boating accident in 2007, God never abandoned me. All was not well with my soul, and like a wayward sheep, I ran and hid from him. He relentlessly pursued me like the good shepherd, the good shepherd who loves his flock. He saved me and brought me back home to him. His grace, love, mercy, truth, and peace poured out to me, calming my soul, where now I can rejoice and sing, it is well with my soul. Amen. Psalm 116, verse 5 and 6. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Last year, during a high school baseball game, I was pitching and a comebacker hit me in the side of the head. I suffered a fractured skull and I had to be rushed to the hospital. I had emergency brain surgery and during the entire surgery, my mom, my dad, my grandma, and Andy, along with many other friends and family around the country, were praying that I was gonna come out as healthy as possible. I'm so thankful that God heard their prayers and answered them because today I've made a full recovery and I hope to play baseball in the future. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my cries for mercy. Amen? Where can you give thanks for all that the Lord has done for you? Where has the Lord heard your cries and answered your prayers? Where have you tasted the grace and mercy of God? When did God save your life? Go and give thanks for these things. And not alone in the quiet of your bedroom, but gather the faithful ones of God. Gather other Christians around and find a way to give voice to what God has done in your life. What can we return to the Lord for all his bounty to us? Our praise, our worship, our gratitude. Amen? Amen.